Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. I'm Jeff Krakoff here with Randy Miller, who is Seneca Valley's Buildings and Grounds Director. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Um, I know you've, you've got decades of experience from working with architectural firms to working as a project manager at FedEx Ground um, in the building of facilities around the country. And you've been here in your current role at Seneca Valley for a couple of years now. So a, a big question on everybody's mind is, you know, what do we do during this pandemic as we go back to school to make sure the buildings, the grounds, are clean and safe and welcoming for everybody. Yes, can you just give us an overview what what the plan is? Sure, uh, that's the that's the million dollar question, and uh, that's my number one priority uh, is to ensure our buildings are safe and clean for our students and staff. Uh, absolutely, uh, vitally important that we disinfect our buildings regularly. Uh, this is, of course, most most uh, to combat and stop the spread of the COVID nineteen. Uh, the district has purchased uh, several misting machines uh, that we will be utilizing to disinfect all the areas in each building uh, every night. Uh, all of our Seneca Valley School District maintenance and custodial staff uh, are currently being thoroughly trained on the proper method and use of these disinfecting uh, mm -hmm. misters. And uh, we also are having our outside cleaning companies utilize these machines every night again, to assure that uh, we're getting every, you know, 100% of our buildings and rooms uh, disinfected and ready for our students and staff to come back into these buildings and be able to feel safe and knowing that okay. we're doing everything possible to assure that we're, we're, we're clean and safe. Okay. So in addition, is, are there other protocols in addition to the misting machines? Yeah, we, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to utilize a two-step process. Uh, the first step is going to be to clean the areas. Uh, and the second step will be to disinfect. Uh, as you may or may not know, there is quite a bit of difference. You hear people discussing cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. Uh, the disinfecting is going to be, as I said earlier, our number one priority. And the biggest difference is uh, cleaning. You're basically removing the dust, debris, dirt from a surface, mm -hmm. either by scrubbing it, washing it, or you know, rinsing it off. Sanitize, sanitizing will reduce the bacteria on the surfaces, but the disinfecting, that destroys or inactivates both bacteria and viruses on these surfaces. And again, number one priority. Uh, the disinfecting of these hard, non-pore surfaces is one of the most reliable ways that we can help lower the risk of spreading these germs uh, through the surfaces and through touch. Okay, are there any changes just from a ventilation, air movement standpoint taking place yes. as well? The, uh, the district actually commissioned uh, a mechanical engineer uh, to do a district-wide study. Mm -hmm. uh, we have various types of uh, mechanical systems in each of our buildings. We're a large district. We have uh, several buildings, nine in fact, seven schools. Uh, so we commissioned a study to have them take a look at what we can do from the HVAC standpoint. Uh, so we've actually looked into increasing the amount of outside air uh, that comes into each room, uh, diluting that. Uh, higher filtration using uh, higher MERV rated filters. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also other types of things that we can add on to that we are considering 
uh, UV lights uh, in, in a room or in a uh, unit ventilator cabinet where it'll actually attack and destroy the virus in air. Mm -hmm. uh, bipolar ionization is another thing that showed up on the study. Uh, there's, they gave us probably about four or five different uh, things that we can do. The stuff that we're going to Im implement immediately is the filters, uh, more frequent changing, uh, the adding of outside air, filtered air. Uh, there's, there's still a lot of discussion. I'm still doing more research on, you know, in your home, you want to get fresh air in, you open your window, you go across the, the room or the house, open up that, you get cross ventilation, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. These are big buildings. Our systems are designed to bring the outside air in through our systems and filter it. So there's, I'm still doing some research on, you know, is it simple enough to just open a window to get that outside air? I prefer not to bring in other additional humidity, uh, additional allergens. Right. Uh, and our units are going to be trying to work to meet the set point that, that, that's set for that room. And by opening a window, that could overstress our units. So we're st the jury's still out on that. Uh, I'm going to do more research. But the, the, the other thing we are going to do is we're going to set our controls so that our units are on two hours prior to the arrival of students and staff and two hours after they leave. And that's going to get a lot more air changes. It's going to get a lot more diluted outside filtered air to help make the air uh, in those rooms and in our spaces cleaner. Uh, and fresher. Okay, yeah, it's a lot more complicated than what, what meets the eye. So I, I, I am aware that CDC, OSHA, there are certain requirements for having adequate disinfectant supplies. As anyone who's gone out to a retailer looking for disinfecting products, they are hard to find. What are you doing to make sure? Like, like how many, what, what, what volume of supplies do we need at, at a school district? And how do we make sure we have enough? That's uh, uh, actually when we first started this, our administration uh, uh, led by Dr. Vital, when we started doing the uh, uh, COVID uh, task force and things like this, when we were first hit with this back in February and March, mm -hmm. uh, each of the directors, each of the departments were directed to look at what you're going to need. Uh, what will we need at the time? You know, we needed disinfectant, we needed wipes, we needed, there was all different things. Now it's to another level because we were looking to see at that time, we were hoping to be able to get students and staff back into the buildings. As we all know, uh, that did not happen. So from that point forward, uh, my challenge has been finding the suppliers and we do have suppliers that we work with uh, every year uh, with getting these types of supply. Now it's just, a, it looks a little different. Uh, we're buying a lot more disinfectant. We're buying uh, misting machines that allows us to disinfect these areas more efficiently. Uh, so I've been working directly with all of our suppliers and you know what the procedures are gonna be. They gave me lead times and basically I gave them a deadline of, you know, we were originally going back to school on August 26th. That way, you know, I needed it a week before. That way I didn't want anything to fall through the cracks and we mm -hmm. get it too late. Uh, with now with school actually physically being in buildings being uh, September 8th. Right now, I'm at about 90% of everything that we need. Uh, one of the delays uh, for a while was the misters. I was getting concerned with if we were going to have those misters. They're, they're key because it, it, it more than 
it takes about 30% of the amount of time to, to disinfect the room with a mister than it does with a hand spray right. uh, and things like that. So uh, by, the, by Friday of this week, we will have 100% of our supplies and materials ready to go. Uh, I also have to be careful and make sure that we're getting the safety data sheets that does assure us that it meets OSHA, right. CDC, and the Department of Health uh, guidelines. Uh, and our suppliers who, again, I'm very confident in what our suppliers provide us. That is one of my tasks I tell them every time, make sure this meets everything, because if it doesn't, I, I can't accept it. So uh, they've been great to work with. They've been Good. working overtime. To, they probably get tired of hearing me because I call them every day for an update. Uh, right. you know, it's, it, it's that vital. We can't move forward if we can't have these buildings safe and clean for our students and staff. Well, I'm glad to know we are prepared. So, you know, you've got the protocols, you've got the equipment, the supplies. I'm sure it's like everything else that then it falls on training. How do we make sure that everybody's doing what they need to do once they're in the buildings? What kind of staff training will there be? Well, many may not realize, but we have, uh, we have staff uh, district employees that are our maintenance and our custodial personnel. Mm -hmm. And then we have outside uh, cleaning companies that we have come in uh, to do the majority of the classrooms and things like that. So there, there's several moving parts here. Uh, but one thing we have done is we've already, the training is already underway. Uh, and be, by the end of next week, everybody will be thoroughly trained on how to use the misters, the proper two-step process that we're talking about. Uh, we have a checklist uh, sheet that we pass out. So every room, there's checklist items that they have to follow. Uh, so that we're doing the same protocols, the same process. Mm -hmm. And then we have you know, supervisors, we have team leads in each building that we'll go back through just to kind of take a look and make sure we're following those, those proper procedures and that we're getting the desired result of, of cleaning. And again, our number one priority, thoroughly disinfected. And we're already planning for, uh, you know, absenteeism. I mean, there, there's a good chance that we're going to have people that are showing symptoms or they might just have the common cold or a flu and right. not able to make it into work. Well, that is detrimental to me and my crews because we're one man down, two man down, three man down. That could be, so the, the communication between all of those folks, outside cleaning companies, our personnel, we had a meeting with everybody uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, you know, early, early August, and uh, went through the, the process of, we have to have clear communication. If we have somebody that is absent, that calls off, that had to leave, I need to know that, my supervisors need to know that so that we can pivot and get somebody there. Uh, and I've, I've told them there might be times where they see me doing it if I need to, if we right. have somebody. Every morning when our students and staff arrive, they need to know that those rooms, everything has been disinfected. We'll find a way to get it done. If I have to move people because of absenteeism, it's going to happen. But we will be sure to get and disinfect every single room. So, so how do you assure that that happens? You know, what, how are you measuring the results so that you know that the cleaning and disinfecting is uh, to, to standards? The misting, uh, the way it is, it, th th these are chargeable units, and the misters actually put it into the air, air and it'll attach to pretty much, you don't have to be perfect, and okay. that's what I really liked about the misters. When you're using hand sprayers, it's all on the user, on where you're directing it, where you're spraying it. 
we're basically, it's almost like fogging. You know, mm. you get in an area, you, you start in the middle, you work your way, you start hitting areas, that misting beca- becomes an aerosol just like the virus. Right. So it is able to get attached to pretty much every, every, every non-porous surface. Got it. Uh, so that is, and, and it took a while before we decided on what type of uh, delivery product we were going to use, whether it was going to be a backpack, whether it was going to be hand sand, whether it was going to be white dons. Mm-hmm. The misting really was the most efficient and provided us the most confidence in it was getting everywhere in that room. Well, you, you know, it works when you see on TV, it's being used on airplanes. It's being oh, used absolutely. in hospitals. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a great choice. Great method. So any last thoughts you'd like to leave any parents listening as it comes to making sure that the buildings are, are safe for this fall? Just know that, you know, my department, buildings and grounds, my supervisors, my staff, our outside cleaning companies, we're parents too. Uh, I've had kids come through the district. I continue to live in the district. There's nothing more important than that safety. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough time. Um, fortunately for me, my, my, my kids have, you know, graduated and moved on. They're adults now. It's a tough time. Know that we are doing everything we possibly can. We're get, we're no, no stone is being left unturned in, in terms of trying to figure out a way to combat and make this safe. If I could assure you that nothing was going to happen, I would, Mm -hmm. but that's why they call it a novel virus. None of us has any idea how this is going to be affected, but know that even if, even if we do have anything that's a positive, we have plans in place to get in and disinfect a room, a wing, an area, a building uh, in real time. It will be taken care of. It will be disinfected and hopefully they can take comfort in knowing if they make the decision to send their kids to school, Seneca Valley School District is doing everything in their power to make sure these rooms are safe, clean, and disinfected. All right. So Randy Miller, Buildings and Grounds Director at Seneca Valley, thanks so much. Thanks for you and your team for being so thorough and so thoughtful in all this. And and good luck as we reopen in the fall. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a good morning.